this episode of What's the Hazard is being brought to you by these incredibly generous true believers in workplace safety and health. And I am truly grateful for their support. Custom Concrete Specialists, CCS Group, and Cheyenne Wolford. My buddy Jim Cover down at the Nebraska Department of Labor on-site consultation group. Jim and all of his consultants. John Falowich and Falowich Construction Services. And our latest sponsor, Building Omaha. Building Omaha is a partnership between the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, the IBEW, and the National Electrical Contractors Association, NECA. They pair highly trained electrical professionals with industry contractors to ensure they're able to serve customers safely and effectively. Building Omaha, the partnership that powers our city. Learn more at buildingomaha.org. Thank you all. We appreciate your support. All right, now let's get into this episode. Uh, This is Doug Fletcher. I'm sitting here with Cody Hoover of Jack Links. Uh, It is November 19th, and we're talking about all things workplace safety and health. Uh, In the previous episode, we talked about incentives incentive programs and simply incentivizing safe behaviors. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about discipline, kind of yeah. the, the antithesis of that, if I can use that term without making my audience I'm laugh. I'm not going to attempt that. So um, discipline is something from an OSHA perspective that is really an expectation. OSHA expects employers to implement some type of a progressive discipline program. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is something that is imperative to establishing affirmative defenses, you know, if you want to say that an employee engaged in misconduct and it's not your responsibility as the employer, you have to be able to demonstrate that you have, you know, uh, a discipline program in place, that it's mm-hmm. being implemented fairly and, you know, uniformly, consistently. And so it's a big deal. Um, I'm not sure the OSHA guys necessarily really understand what goes into it. Yeah. But it's something that we used to say all the time and we would evaluate. So let's let's talk about discipline. So um, Tell me about your experience or your opinion of discipline programs? This one's a hard one um, just because I would say on the surface when, when there is an, a safety violation, a departure um, to a program, um, it looks pretty easy, cut and dry, like almost like on an HR standard, like, oh, or performance for a department. Oh, you didn't hit performance? Sorry. Boom. Here's your disciplinary action. Oh, you didn't show up to work today? Here's your disciplinary action. Safety is a little bit more complex, which we know. Safety always has to be complex. Because for one, um, you need to conduct then a thorough cause mapping um, root cause analysis and understanding why there was a failure or a, you know, um, non-adherence to the policy, first and foremost. Now, was this strictly because the team member wanted to drift and just do something outside the scope? then, yeah, that, that one's pretty easy, but you still need to try to identify where that failure could occur. Or was it because the environment dictated him to not want or her not to want to follow policy? You know, it's the broken glass theory, mm-hmm. which is, um, and I'm going to kind of rabbit trail off, but the broken glass theory was they set a car and a very, a very nice car in a very nice neighborhood, and they set a very nice car in a very bad neighborhood. And guess which one got broken into? <laughs> the mm-hmm. car and the and the and the bad neighborhood did because that was the environment, that was type of the type of culture. Whereas the nice car in the nice neighborhood, somebody called, um, you know, reported it like three days after staying there. You know, like they, this, mm-hmm. they did the appropriate thing. So, uh, did the environment dictate this? Meaning that did the supervisor do they know what they're supposed to be doing? Um, does a lead know? Was they that person trained properly? Um, how much was safety involved? 
all those play in a huge factor. And if you can find um, any sort of disruption or wrinkle in one of those, then disciplinary action kind of goes out the window because mm. then it's 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 not their fault. It's mm. it's our fault. Yeah, it's a procedure. Yeah, either the absence of or an in, ineffective procedure, perhaps, or even yeah. ineffective training, maybe. Yeah. I think people are pretty quick to pull the trigger on the employees screwed up. Percent, like they like lockout tagout. They didn't lock out tagout, so we we got rid of them. And mm-hmm. well, why did you did you teach them to this machine personally, or did somebody from maintenance do that personally? Did you sign off on this? Was you know have how long have you verified? Are you just doing the annual verification? Mm-hmm. So that's where you know it gets really complicated. Um, with that, it's still good to have in place because there are times where team members um, will drift by themselves but if you have a very good program and it's structured really well then it wouldn't happen very often it's that that is the last line of defense to pull out to use when you did all the work ahead of time to understand what caused that sort of behavior Mm -hmm. do do you think though so in your experience then would you would you estimate that the majority of these deviations or these um you know, misconduct issues are uh, systemic, something that we did not do to make this uh, easier for the employee? 100%. Really? Yeah, I would say the majority. That, that With our PIV program, we started this investigation piece. What's a PIV? Uh, uh, powered industrial vehicle. So, okay. pay, you know, okay. so we just have different types. Okay, so gotcha. That's what I call PIV. Um, but we have... And in every incident, we have an investigation, and we have it um, sectioned out between minor and serious. And and there's definitions, and I'm not going to get into the weeds of that, um, mm-hmm. which ones they are. But our job is then to invite the, the team member up who was involved in the incident, understand their perspective, what we could have done differently. And oftentimes, um, before that, you know, they would just blame the team member, write them up, get them retrained, and back on. And we're understanding more that we played a role. Maybe we didn't have well enough, you know, or good enough um, training involved with mm-hmm. that. Maybe we should have been there out a little bit more. And so we're finding that we've only, we've, you know, we've had a number of, you know, we have PIVs everywhere. Um, but the majority of those incidents were were not the fully the team member's fault. It mm-hmm. was something else and that we created, we said, this is minor. So a series is more disciplinary action, more, uh, and training more involvement with us and all that kind of stuff, but um, that would be if they just decided to not follow anything. And usually, that's not the case. When they run into something, it was it was usually stemmed from something else. It was you know maybe our you know maybe we they felt rushed because they, you know we had to put an order in. So it's nice they could do that mm-hmm. investigation piece. Um, what we've seen from that now is they're a lot more willing to let us know when smaller things happen because mm-hmm. we get them right back in. We just do this quick little training um, for minor incidents. We do the quick uh, investigation, and that's it. We but there may not necessarily be a discipline component right, to right. that. Yeah, there is, there is a piece just in case if you know they happen to completely deviate from mm-hmm. uh, from our SOP. But oftentimes than not, it was not just the team member's fault. It was something that we are working on too to right. better ourselves as a company. And I think you know a lot of times companies use this as they use this more, more frequently than not because they don't know what they should be doing. Every big incident should require, especially a lockout tagout thing, should require some sort of um, cause mapping mm-hmm. to understand why they that led to that. You know, right? I, I agree. So, 
That, that would be a great episode. We should actually talk about incident investigation, yeah. cause mapping, causal factor analysis, yeah. something like that at some point. Because I, I completely agree with you in my experience as the guy that comes in after the fact or typically, you know, uh, reviewing incident reports, mm-hmm. you know, what happened, employee did something stupid, what was the corrective action, told the employee not to do anything stupid. Yeah. And that was it. You know, that's the depth of the investigation and the depth of the abatement or the correction. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. That's what you came up with? It's, you know, you can get into psychology. My wife's been big on this, and she is very against, like, any sort of physical discipline. Like beating on our people? Kids. Yeah, like oh, on our kids. Oh, okay. Yeah, on our kids. <laughs> okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swing this back over to our kids. Okay, gotcha. Um, because, you know, when when somebody does something wrong and to – to just tell them that they did something wrong, that they probably already know what they did wrong, and then to discipline them in a very harsh manner doesn't teach them why it was unsafe. They just now know that they can't do that. Mm-hmm. So you don't teach them the why. So if you're expecting those people then, as they move, if they stay in their career, to teach the newer people, then that gets kind of diluted. So then they don't understand why they, it's not safe. you know. And if we're not doing a good job to under to teach them why it's unsafe because I can almost guarantee you majority of safety people do not know how every single piece of equipment works. Oh, right. Yeah, absolutely. So we expect other people to train them on it, but if we're just disciplining them for no reason or for them breaking a program without explaining the why they'll never know. Mm -hmm. So yes, with our, with your kids, the same thing with, you know, you, you can discipline them in a very more, positive way and understanding the why of why they do yeah. things in the first place and it'll it'll teach him later down the road that this is this is why i can't do this mm-hmm. versus i'm not supposed to do this you know mm-hmm. like that so it creates a better culture a a more uh i would say culture to um we're more if if there is a mistake that we're more willing to listen to understand and why it happened and unfolded that way. Mm-hmm. I, I wish your wife would have been around when my old man was raising me. <laughs> I know. Same here. You know, man, there were a lot of physical consequences during exactly. my childhood, but I'm not sure that it really changed my behavior. I just was more cautious about him seeing my behavior exactly. or finding out about my You're behavior. Right. You and so it keeps you, it's, it just feel or makes you kind of circumvent yeah. or when a safety yeah. person's gone or kind of no forces you underground and then you get yeah. that the safety person leaves and everybody goes back to their old habits yep. safety person shows up everybody does the right thing yeah. which is not what we want obviously exactly. it's a good point yeah. interesting yeah we should have your wife on sometime to talk we about need to like, we keep talking about that and um well, you could bring her anytime you come the in. problem is she would be the more recurring guest because you're just <laughs> she's a very good speaker so um well then she does has no place here <laughs> <laughs> so but that is interesting and i think this is something that everyone needs to consider that we while we need a discipline program i think everyone you know certainly osha expects employers to have a discipline program we need to be a little bit more thoughtful in how we apply it mm-hmm because oftentimes, if we really dug in, if we did a, a relatively thorough investigation, we would find that more often than not, there are problems with our system, yeah. not with the employees. Exactly. And so uh, let's not be so quick to judge, perhaps. Exactly. All right, man. Very good. Cam, do they beat you around here? I mean, how's the discipline here work? Uh, they lock me in a room for hours at a time. They Play that really loud music. They don't feed me. Yeah. Have, have you ever wa- seen that movie? Um, I'm not a huge Ben Affleck guy, but The Accountant. Yeah. You know, he's got uh, some issues. I think he's a high-functioning Arsperger's mm-hmm. you know, syndrome guy. So he would put himself like in his bedroom, crank up really loud, heavy, headbanging music, 
flashing strobes, and then he would like beat on his shins with a bat or something. Have you seen this? Mm-hmm. No. Interesting. <laughs> it was a little bit. Yeah, it was a little, <laughs> a little too close to home for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. PTSD will kick That's right. in. Yeah, and I'm sure OSHA would not encourage that type of a discipline program. So. <laughs> As you are doling out discipline, yeah, keep no in mind that we want to keep it. No physical retribution. Exactly. <laughs> hey, guys, I want to do a small business spotlight for you. Um, we have been working recently with a company called Wicked OSHA. Uh, Brent Colvin and his team have come up with a really useful solution for safety and health management for small contractors. Uh, it is an app-based system that helps you develop and manage your safety programs, your training, your documentation. I know this is incredibly challenging for small businesses like roofing contractors, small specialty trade contractors, and frankly, anybody that has a mobile workforce, I think this would be incredibly useful. So go check out Wicked OSHA. It's at wickedosha.com and see if this might be something that you would be willing to give a shot. I think there is a free trial opportunity. And so um, in, in what I've seen of it, I think this is going to be incredibly useful so go take a look at it. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend, man. Thanks, Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it, Cam. Thanks. Have a good weekend. Talk to you guys soon. Keep in mind why we're doing this. Focus on the why, right? And like I said in the last episode, love your fate. Good days, bad days. What we're doing is important. Stay the course. Keep up the good work. Take care of those employees. And we'll talk to you next time. Later. A Huda Media Production.